welcome to Blue Collar Love, the Starflyer 59 Extravaganza, where we get to talk to all the cool people. My name is Samuel. And my name is Aaron. And tonight we have a special guest who's going to join us to enlighten us with so much information into the Starfire universe, Mike Perez. Hi guys. Thanks for asking me to be on the podcast. I hope you are doing well. I have to say I was surprised by the invitation to share my experiences with you, but I'm quite happy to do so. So, Mike Perez assures us he's a real person. Um... (laughs) Aaron, tell us about Mike Perez. Um, why does he sound like uh, Stephen Hawking? Well, okay, so um, he's the first person. We've reached out to many people to come on to be guests on the show, and they usually come on as people. But Mike Perez didn't. He's He responded. Uh, well, shout out to Josh Dooley for hooking us up with Mike Perez, and he he's communicated with us through an email that hasn't. It's an amazing email address, but I can't share that with you guys. Sorry. Um, and so he sent us a bunch of um, audio files. We sent him some. Inf- we sent him questions, and he responded with audio um, responses. And that's what we're working with tonight. <laughs> so, um, guys, we're and we haven't listened to these audio. We've only listened to the first audio file, that little intro spiel. We have not listened to these, so we have no idea what's going to be said. <laughs> We're going to ride this crazy train and see where it ends up. This is this is going to be a ride. All right. So um, like all our guests, we like to interview. So we sent uh, Sir Perez um, of Orange some <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, we're running with a theory that he may have been an AI created by Ronnie Martin. We're not sure. And or Jason. Yeah. So have cloud involved, maybe. <laughs> He's always involved some type of way. <laughs> um, so Aaron, kick us off with our first question for our guest. All right, Mike. For those who um, might not know who you are, tell us about who you are and why um, people who are St- Jason Martin or Starfire fans might know you. Oh boy, where to start? Well, I grew up in a Southern California town called Riverside, which is between Los Angeles and Palm Springs. There wasn't much going on there for kids to do, especially if you didn't have transportation. During the 90s and early 2000s, there was a thriving local music scene. During my formative music years, as an early teenager, I had a ridiculous rule. Music had to have synthesizers in order to be good. Fortunately, I grew out of that, and now I love music in general. Though my heart lies in early electronic music, funk and soul, right out of high school I bought my first synth, a Roland Jupiter 4. From there I was hooked. Over the next 10 years I was able to acquire an assortment of affordably priced electronic music gear. My friend and I would check the weekly classified ads throughout Southern California, and we'd buy up all the old analog synths and drum machines that people no longer wanted. For those who may be familiar with the synthesizer scene, this was that magical time when you might be able to buy an 808 drum machine for a couple hundred dollars. These now go for thousands. I digress. With these synths and a borrowed 4-track cassette recorder, I fiddled around making my own songs and covering some of my favorites. Fast forward a bit and it was the mid-1990s. I had a job in the town's only independent record shop, called The Mad Platter. This was a place where folks could buy hard-to-find items, imported vinyl, CDs, 
magazines, as well as a big section for local artists. My friends and I started a band just for fun and sold our music cassettes through a distributor in the Midwest. From that came an offer to release some 7-inch records and CD on an independent Japanese record label called Motorway Records. From there I'd be contacted every once in a while to be on various compilation albums. Most recently I've worked with the Enigmatic Foe and Map providing the same kind of collaboration that we will discuss today. Alright, so we got a Riverside local here. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just for those uh, familiar with the Starflyer lore, Riverside's very important. That's where the Martin brothers are from. Yes. <clears throat> so, and the Dooleys and some other people, too. Probably yeah. Jeff Clout, too. I'm not sure. But, yeah, there's other people, too, from Riverside. All gangs of Riverside. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, that, that answers the question of kind of Mike's loose connection. But, Mike, please do tell us. How do you know Jason specifically? I met Jason through his brother Ronnie. I can't remember the details on how I met Ronnie, but I used to play tapes of my music sometimes on the record store sound system. Maybe he heard that and inquired about it. At any rate, we began talking and found we had mutual interests. At this point, I believe he and Jason were performing as dance house children. Ronnie invited me over one day to goof around in his studio, which was an awesome dedicated space built out in the family's garage. This is when I got to know Jason. At most I would say we were friendly acquaintances. I would see Jason come through the record store and we'd chat a bit. He was always friendly and humble. Good qualities for a human. I knew of the folks associated with Starflyer tangentially through my good friend, Josh Dooley. You've had him on the podcast previously. So, I was always aware of Jason's musical career, but oddly, I never got into his music. Not because I didn't like it. Rather, it just wasn't on my radar. I've got to say, since that time, I've come to recognize just how talented he is, and how incredibly personal and poignant his songs are. Okay. Yeah. Wow, right on. (laughs) Go ahead, Sam. Well, um, that's, that's a... I mean, I guess that the synthesizer connection makes sense. He'd become friends with Ronnie first. You know, Ronnie is the, the king of synthesizers. Mm-hmm. And probably with vocoder or other audio programs that can alter people's voices. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. But go ahead, Sam. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so what projects... Uh, Sir Mike Perez, have you worked on with the Martin Brothers? Once upon a time, out of the kindness of his heart, Ronnie used an intro tune I made for one of his Joy Electric shows. It's always cool to hear your tunes through a loudspeaker system. That intro later became a song called Europa's Mass and was released on a compilation called The Soft Rains of Delta Cephei on the Radio Cartoon label. Another piece I did with Ronnie happened when I was invited over to do a live recording of synth sounds with him and Eric Meltzer. At the time I was making my way around town on a motorcycle so the only synth I could bring over had to fit in my backpack. This was an Aberheim SEM which had no keyboard attached, so I set it to drone and twiddled its knobs. That recording became a CD called the TikTok Companion which Ronnie sold on his band site. The only other project I've done with the brothers is what we are here to discuss today. Lies by Bon Voyage. So. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Sam. Go. <laughs> Stop. Give me Aaron. 
Give me some. Wow. I didn't know he was on the TikTok companion. I just thought that was Ronnie. I think your theory might be right, Sam. I love, for those who haven't heard the TikTok companion, it is bananas and I love it. And I had it on CD and I lost it. I need to get a copy. Have you heard the TikTok companion, um, Sam? I maybe in passing. I can't remember off the top of my head. No, you would definitely remember it. It's so <laughs> bananas. It's it makes uh Rainbow Riders sound like Taylor Swift. It's bananas. <laughs> I mean, and it's all instrumental. It, and it's all instrumental. You would you would have known it if you heard it. I did notice Mike Perez. You know, when he was talking about Jason, he said very nice qualities to, to be found in a human, like humans yeah. as a species. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh my gosh, this is great. I mean, uh, do, I mean, I have follow ups, but I mean, I can't ask them because we don't have follow up. So. What would be your follow up question? <sighs> Like what you said, why did you refer to Jason as a human? And also, like, could you elaborate about how you and Ronnie came up with the TikTok companion? Like, how did that come about? And why did it take so long to come out? Because I think the TikTok companion came out like 2001 or two at the TikTok treasury. Yeah. Questions like that. Hold on. That's an awful lot of stuff you threw out there. Let's see. Why did I refer to Jason as a human? Well, I guess. Come to think of it, I don't know. I refer to most humans that way, I suppose. I'm afraid there's not much to elaborate when it comes to the TikTok companion, but I do want to clarify. You asked, how did Ronnie and I come up with the CD? This was all his creation. He invited me over and asked if I wanted to record some unscripted, unrehearsed, do whatever you please, free reigned, no holds barred, analog freakout moments. My word's not his. Who would say no to that? Would you? I didn't think so, either. Anyway, if I were to elaborate further to shed light into the goings-on on that particular 60 minutes in space-time it might shatter an illusion or two. I can't comment on anything that had to do with the release schedule of any of Ronnie's material as I had no hand in the matter. How about you, Sam? <laughs> I have no follow-up questions. I'm just loving this. This is, uh, this is like, this feels like a bit of, like, personal Starflyer lore. Like, I don't know. It feels more personal somehow. It sounds like we're being punked is what it sounds like. But I'm here for it. It's fine. <laughs> so we'll, 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 we'll keep it going on. And so, um, Mr. Mike Perez, Sir Ronton of Orange, or Jay Martin, or all the above, or none of those people at all. What did you do in Bon Voyage? My role was to create the drum sounds and rhythmic synths for the Lies album. I did that for all of the songs on the album with the exception of The Good Life, Limited, and Wake Up, Make Up. Jason was really receptive to ideas I would send him that went beyond just the drums and bass. So there are lots of other bleeps and bloops that made their way onto the finished album. I was responsible for the backbone of the songs and then Jason put his magic on them and turned them into fully complete tracks. Okay, that, that makes sense, because this is like... This is definitely, we're going to talk about this. This is the most unique sounding Bon Voyage album, without a doubt. Well, well I, yeah, but I also said the most unique Jason Martin sounding project. Yes. And this, I, I don't want I, I to give too much away when we talk about the Lies album, but yeah, it's this is a very unique sounding Jason Martin project. And a good limited, LTD, that's what that meant. Okay, I was wondering. I was driving myself crazy, so that means limited. Okay. 
Thank you, Mike. Because this week, okay, I have not. I, I, I don't. I'm sorry, but I didn't listen to this album. I don't regularly listen to it, and I haven't listened to it in years. And in the last week or two, preparing for this, I listened to it a lot. And like I was going through deep rabbit holes trying to figure out what LTD meant. So I'm glad he let us know it's limited. Thank you. I can sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so as a follow-up question to that, Mike, you mentioned you did like loops and stuff. What exactly, what instruments did you play specifically? First, I've got to break some bad news. I've never heard Jason pronounce the name of the song Limited. I just know that the letters LTD are used as an abbreviation for the word Limited. But there was once an automobile made by Ford called an LTD. So the mystery shall continue unimpeded. Play. This is a bit of a tricky question. The short answer is I play keys. The real answer is I only know one scale. If I were to sit down at a keyboard and try to impress you, you'd hear riffs made with the blues scale in the key of C and be utterly unimpressed. What I really do is done by ear. I loop a part of music and program sequences to play my synths until it sounds good and go on from there. For those people who are into gear, the synths that made it onto this album were a mini mood, a Behem SEM, Roland Pro Mars, which I bought from Ronnie years before, Emu Vintage Keys Pro, and a bunch of sampled drum sounds. Okay, I am. Um, hey, I respect the art of like sampling and looping and programming. Um, yeah, and so there's genres of music like the, the dub um, genre, um, um, electronica. Yeah, it's so many. Exactly, it is. It is uh, definitely an art form. Yeah. So, um, do you have any follow-up questions, Aaron? Or are you ready for our next question? We can do it. Um, I'll I'll take it. Um, so, Mike, um, what did you c contribute, if anything, to the writing process of these songs on Lies? I didn't do anything to change the structure of the songs, but I did have the freedom to create different basslines and rhythms than the ones he sent over as demos. So, in general, I put my spin on the basslines and drums, added some extra musical sequences here and there, which acted in the way a rhythm guitar might. Outside of those, I did contribute the little melody line in Don't Lie as well as putting together bits from Monster with new music to create bad dreams. Okay. That makes it so in, in a sense mike perez is responsible for like a whole entire track on this album that's one way of looking at it the way i see it is that i wouldn't have made that song without all of the work jason did in creating the original and i i'm interested that so he said monster but not limited I, and listening to it i thought that from the the linear notes of who did what I, I, it seemed like that he would be the principal person behind the limited song but i guess not or maybe he omitted that maybe he did it and just like spaced it maybe like, okay so i was looking at the math here mm -hmm. this album came out 12 years ago <laughs> jesus um right um no yeah, uh, no, it came out 14 years ago. Sorry, 14 years ago. This album was released 10 years after the debut Von Voyage album. Are you feeling old yet, Aaron? I'm always feeling old. And also, this was like released after um, Dal M and Ghost of the Past Future and all that stuff, right? Um, it was like right in between all that. I don't know the exact dates, but it was like, 
I think it was before dial in. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I'll I'll look it up, but while we continue, but which means while while Jason in the middle of working with Scott Hatch, creating a billion demos, <laughs> guys, the whole night. Two He's billion. like, I'll make another album while I'm at it. You know, I was here today. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'll make it sound like nothing else I've ever done. Yeah, basically. All right. So, Mike, um, you are one of the. Um, you know, every Bon Voyage album has a new guest member, right? Um, in the original Bon Voyage, we had Travis a bass Zimmerman. player. Yeah, we had the bass player, Travis Zimmerman. On Lies, we had Ronnie as the guest musician. And so this is really your guest spot on the Bon Voyage album. How did you come to join Bon Voyage? Before you do that, though, um, Lies came out 2008. When did Donald M. come out again? Was that 2008 as well? 2009, I think. 2009. Okay, cool. All right. Go ahead, Mike. One day out of the blue. I got an email from Jason asking if I'd be interested in working with him on the project that would become Lies. I jumped at the chance. It was an easy question to answer. Fair enough. So Jason just happens to remember this dude he worked with tangentially through his brother. Yeah, tangentially. <laughs> and it was and Dallin did come out 2008, so same year. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just it's it's just so weird that that came out. <laughs> Sam, I think you might be onto something. I really do. <clears throat> All right, what's the next question, Aaron? All right. Um, <clears throat> what was <clears throat> what was the collaborative process like? Because um, um, you mentioned that Jason. You know, allowed you to like have full reign on like bass lines and stuff like that but how was the creative process like making this album jason would send me a completed demo of each song usually one at a time the songs were typically him playing keys and guitar to a drum loop the vocal melodies were played on a synth once i got the demo i'd listen to it over and over while mapping out the song sections after i had the song s parts figured out I'd replace his drums with a similar beat but with different sounds and add a bass part very similar to the one he sent. I'd then tweak the bits until I felt I had something worth sharing and I'd send my parts to Jason for review. If he gave me any notes, I'd incorporate them. But generally, he was very positive and accepting of the direction I moved the songs in. I have a playlist that has all of the versions of each song. Starting with the originals that Jason sent me followed by the evolving versions or experimental sequences and sounds that led to the final version some folks know and love. I'll be sharing bits of these as we go through the songs. I recorded this in an attic in Seattle in 2007. Okay, now I'm so excited. Oh my god, oh my gosh, okay, okay, oh, you go Sam, okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, as he was saying this, I'm like, okay, we gotta hear these now. Play them? What? Oh my god, no! I want the full versions. Can we? We need the Jet Cloud. Let's get like a box set of the original album with the demos. And oh my gosh, my mind is blown right now. <laughs> we just. I need a moment. I need a moment. Oh my god. <laughs> like a deluxe version of Live on vinyl. Yes! Oh my gosh! <laughs> 
Oh. Or, it, it, or, or it could be, you know, you get the, the the finished product on vinyl, you get download codes or streaming, whatever, with the demos, experimental stuff, whatever. Or a CD with that. Get a CD with all that stuff. Yeah. And it makes it cheaper or whatever, or more economically viable, because that's what it's all about, making sure the artists get what they deserve. Oh, my gosh, though. Like, I am <laughs> any Starflyer, like, leftovers. Like, I still want to hear those Bob Moon demos from Silver. I do, too. I mean, we all do. They're probably lost forever, but still. True. But this guy has them. He has the receipts. All right. So this... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have follow-ups, but, I mean... <laughs> Like, 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 what exactly? Like, what was the process? Like, what, what, um, drum machines? What synthesizers did you use? How often? I mean, how many reiterations did the songs go through? Like, exact? I mean, so many things, but can't ask them. Got so many questions. Go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna sit over here and just shake my head and bless my own heart. I feel like this question is going to be some spoilers for a review we're getting ready to do, but we'll ask it anyways. How would you rank the songs on the album Lies? I know you guys typically go through and rank songs in terms of favorites. You know I'm going to be biased. I likely won't rank the songs, but I'll share my thoughts. Fair enough. And, okay, Mike Perez listens to us enough to know, (laughs) apparently... That we rank them anyways. Yes. Nuts. Please, Kanye Christ, let this be Jason Martin or Ronnie Martin. Listen. Oh, all right. But uh, even if even if, my, even if Mike is a real person, we need to have you have him back on because I got so many questions. <laughs> I got so many questions. And just I think again, just, the email address just makes it he's my best friend already. <laughs> so Aaron, here's what I think we're gonna do. Okay. Um, we are going to, um, you're going to write up some follow-up questions after you listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to email them to Mike Perez. He's going to send them mm-hmm. back to do a whole entire another episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, this is, this, this brings us to the end of the, um, this episode. Those are all the questions we had. I mean, obviously we had more questions, but can't ask them because Mike, no, here, no, it's the, so it's gonna be the, the end of it. It's been fun. This has been I, I I'm loving this so much right now. This is like just the most bonkers thing we've done, and somehow the most like Martin Brothers thing we've probably ever done. And so frustrating at the same time, which <laughs> but it whether feels we're talking so about for them, doesn't yeah. it? It is. It is because like the the one minute jazz outro on um, everybody makes mistakes. Um, only one Brothers Martin album, no new Bon Voyage album since 2008. It's just like so many frustrating things <laughs> with Jason Martin and Starfire Universe. But, you know, yeah, it's on brand. We'll take it. All right, guys, so. thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. Um, and if not, yeah. then bless your heart. <laughs> We'll catch you guys on the next on the episode. Flip side. We're going to hit up Bon Voyage's lies. All right. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>